I don't know about you, but I never cease to be amazed by the power of Jesus to change a life. He's been changing lives for two millennia. He continues to change them. Even this week, lives were changed. Today, on the Lord's Day, all over the world, there will be thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who will be saved today who will go from death to life, from darkness into light. Their, their entire existence will be transformed by the power of the living God. And this will happen because the Word of God will go forth. You can hear the voice of Jesus in creation. You can hear the voice of Jesus through His people in their lives. And you can clearly hear the voice of Jesus in the Bible. And, and when Jesus moves on you, He changes everything. He gives us hope. And, and this hope does not disappoint us. There is a there is a newness that comes when Jesus enters into our life. He gives us a new nature. We go from being unholy to righteous. We're changed by His power. We're transformed. We, we not only have a, a new nature, we have a new purpose. We go from living for very small things to living for eternal things. The, the very orientation of our life. We, we go from living in darkness into light. And when that gospel power, and that's the only thing that can make this happen, friends. The only hope that we truly have is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of God to save. The power of God to transform. That's the gospel, the good news that God did not leave us in sin, but has come to rescue us and will forgive us and give us new life so that we can pursue and recover God's design. When that gospel power enters into us and we receive this and we in faith act on this and love the Lord God in return in the way in which He has loved us, we're never the same again. And as we live out this love and as we pursue this hope, we don't have to worry about what was. We don't have to worry about all the craziness of what's happening in our world. We don't have to fear the future. We can walk by faith, step by step, under the leadership of our Lord, following His law of love, and we can know in that process, we will, we will fulfill His perfect will for our life. It happens not because of our willpower, but because of the grace and the power of God. And as we live by faith in that power, He will guide our steps. He will illuminate our steps. He will show us the way. It is a bad thing not to be able to see your steps. It is a bad thing to, to go through life not knowing, not knowing what's going to, to, to be there. If there's going to be anything there, you're just stepping out and there's all these assumptions and those assumptions many times cannot be proved. They, there's nothing that, that you can rest on. I don't know if you've ever taken a step like that. I, I, I rarely see a hot tub when I'm not reminded of a, of a fateful step I took once. Carrie and I were on our 10th wedding anniversary. We were, we were in the Bahamas. It was great. It was about this time of year. It was a little chilly, and I'd gone out in the ocean. I came out and had this huge hot tub. I mean, it was big. I mean, it was like it could hold tons of people. And it was really crowded, full, all kinds of people. They were all the way around it. I mean, to say there were 20 or 30 people, it's conservative. I mean, it was a big hot tub. And I saw a spot. I thought, perfect. 
I'm going to go and, and I'm just going to sit right in that spot and I'm going to warm up and then go about my day. And, and I'm walking up and I'm just so happy because there's a spot. And, and I begin to step out and no one says a word. No one said a word. And I couldn't see because of all the jets and everything. But there was not a step there. There was not a seat there. There was nothing there. That's why it was open. And so by the time I realized that, there's no going back. So what do you do? If you're from Kentucky, you curl up and you do a cannonball. Right? Right? I mean, you just don't fall down. I mean, you act like you did it on purpose, right? And so splash, I mean, water everywhere. I come up, I wipe my eyes. Everyone who had been facing forward is now facing out. And all I can see are their shoulders bouncing up and down as they're laughing me. And then one by one, they all leave the hot tub. So in a matter of moments, it's just me, Jesus, and the hot water, right? And I thought to myself, could no one say, hey, brother, that's not a step there. Hey, there's nothing there. You're stepping into nothing. You are going to fall. You need to be careful. No one said anything. And that's why I splashed them. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a bad thing to take steps without hope, without knowing that that step is being guided. And if you are not living under the authority of Jesus Christ, if you are not living under His law of love, then you're taking steps that are going to lead you to a fall. And that sin is not just going to impact you. It's going to splash all over those who are closest to you. And it's going to create more pain. And that's why it's so necessary to be guided by the light of life. That's why it's so necessary for us to have this hope in Jesus Christ. As we live under His authority, as we live by His light and, and the love that that, that that gives, we're able to make decisions that we know, we know that He will bless. Without His light, without His love, my friends, we're, we're going to make bad steps. Steps that will lead to a fall. Steps that will lead to pain. Steps that will not just hurt us, they will hurt other people. In our text today, we see how to avoid this stumbling in life. We, we, we see how we can avoid these very bad results. The person who can see by the light and love of Jesus can make good decisions and they can, we can live with hope. And so I want to see how we do that. Let's take out our Bibles. If you've got your Bible, I hope that you do. Take it out and turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. We are continuing in our study. This is the year of hope. We're walking through 1 John. We're now in chapter 2. Kyle Perdue is going to read for us. Let's all stand together in honor of God's Word. We're in 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to be in verses 9 through 11 today. So Kyle, if you would read for us verses 9 through 11. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves, loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The Word of God. Thank you, brother. If you would be seated, let's take some notes. Let's talk about this. Understand, without the, the love of God, we are susceptible to decisions that will lead to destruction and despair. I don't know what hell is. I spent some time a couple of weeks ago studying hell. We're going to spend some time, I'm going to spend some time this summer 
studying this in anticipation of, of maybe next year looking at uh, end times and, and, and bringing out what the Word of God says about what's next. I, I don't know, and I will never know, thanks be to God, what hell is. But I know it's full of hate. If there's anything I'm certain of, hell is filled with hate. Hate is darkness. Hate is pain. Hate is suffering. It is not only the cause, it is also the result. God hates hate. And God loves love. And God wants us to be filled with His love and free from hate. So write this down. Realize God's love. Love frees us from the darkness of hate. And, and, and the way that happens is that God loves us. Now let's not forget how God loves us. He loves us with grace and truth. Grace forgives us. Grace makes us righteous before a holy God. Grace gives us access to the throne of God in the name of Jesus. Truth gives us light that shows us the way. And so Jesus loves us with both. He loves us with grace and truth. What we cannot earn and what is real. What we cannot fathom and, and can never make possible for ourselves. This grace and a reality that we can't overcome but draws us to this grace so that He can. This love, this grace and truth is not only something God gives to us, it's something that God wants to give through us. Grace and truth is a reality that not only we experience, but that we share. By His power, we can know this love, share this love, this grace and truth. And as we do that, there's hope. Write it down. Understand. Haters have no hope. Haters have no hope. Those who hate have no hope. Look at verse 9. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Wow. Think about what that means. Think about the power of hate and what that means. Not, not, not just in this life, but in the life to come. Listen, we all live by an orientation. We all see life from a certain perspective. Every one of us this morning, we woke up thinking a certain way. All of us drove here, we're sitting here now, I'm standing here talking to you, and I have a certain frame of reference. I have a way in which I am looking at the world. You have a way in which you are looking at the world. And the way that you look at the world frames your decisions. It will ultimately guide your decisions. It will determine how you feel, how you see, and therefore what you do. And it's not something you necessarily think about and say, what is my frame of reference? It's something that just happens. It just is. It's just the way it is. I mean, the only way I can describe it, as I was thinking about it this week, is it's like when I go on a mission trip and I go overseas and I've changed time zones for a very long time. I come back home and I'm back 
in the old time zone, but my body's not. Because, see, the frame of reference is still on East Asia or Southern Europe or West Africa or in India, wherever I've been. My frame of reference hasn't changed just because of where I am. See, my frame of reference is still focused on what was. It's, it's just how it is. And so many times for several days, my, I will wake up in the middle of the night thinking that it's morning, that it's time to, to get on and get going because my frame of reference has gotten kind of messed up. Hate is a horrible frame of reference. If you do not have the love of God as your frame of reference, then you're going to, you're going to have the capacity for hate. And if you hate, there is darkness. This frame of reference will, will lead you away from the very thing you desire the most, which is hope and love and peace. See, with the frame of reference of the light of God, we're able to see the world for what it is. See, by seeing the world through the light of Christ, we can look at other people. We can look at ISIS. We can look at, at, at those who are, who are angry and who are causing pain. And, and we can get it. We don't have to approve. No, never. But we can still love. Because we can say, look, here is a person who's been made in the image of God. But they are in a fallen world, and they have a fallen nature, and there are a bunch of fallen angels we call demons who have tempted them to believe a lie, and so now they're acting on that lie. Hate is not the right response. Sorrow is. Sorrow that leads to prayer, that is always backed by love. That's, that's why we can love our enemies. Not because we're so sophisticated and strong, but because we're able to see the world from a frame of reference that is filled with love, which is grace and truth, and we can call it what it is. This is a person who is living in a fallen world with a fallen nature, believing a lie of a fallen demon. And this is what happens when, when that person lives this way. And we should pray for them, and we should feel sorry for them, and we should love them. God's grace, it calls us to light, to see life from a completely different perspective so that we can forgive. This week, someone asked one of our staff, how much more must I forgive this person who keeps causing pain in our life but seems to be completely oblivious to the reality? That person had a great response. So you should forgive him today. But why should I forgive him today? His question, did Jesus forgive you of anything today? If Jesus has forgiven you of anything today, then you need to forgive others the way He has forgiven you. Because you see the frame of reference there? The frame of reference is not, you're such a smart, intelligent, wonderful person, therefore you should forgive. No. What's the frame of reference? You're a sinner that God has chosen to love and forgive. Therefore, love and forgive this sinner who sinned against you. Do you see the frame of reference and the power of that? The person who does not have the frame of reference of the love and the grace of God hates. And they are in darkness. Hate comes from a godless reference point. If Christ and His love is not your reference point, then you are in darkness. It is only when we see our life and the lives of others from the perspective of God's grace and truth that we have light and hope. Write it down. Know this. When love is real, hope is strong. 
Oh, whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in him, there is no cause for stumbling. Listen, love is an act of faith. When, when we choose to love, we are obeying Jesus by faith. Jesus said, look what it says in Luke 10, 27. And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. How do you do that? By faith. There's only been one person ever, one human being ever, who's been able to do this in and of himself. And it was God in flesh, Jesus Christ. If we are to obey this law, and we are, we will have to do it by faith in the presence of Jesus in our life from that frame of reference of grace and truth. We will have to do it by faith. And realize, friends, God has called us to live by faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7, you know this one. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't look at a person and say, hmm, are they lovable? Hmm, can I love them? Do I feel comfortable loving them? No. What do we do? We love by faith. We say, God has chosen to love me. He has chosen to give me grace and truth. And so I too will choose to love by faith. I can't see why. I can't see why God chose to love me though. And if you can, you must not understand the fullness of God's grace. No, no, friends. We love by faith. And that doesn't mean that we are blind to reality. It means we choose to trust God. It means we choose to obey God and His commandment to love. If we are disobedient to God, we have no hope. See, real hope comes from us trusting in God. Even when we cannot see the future, we know God's will. And here's God's will. Some of you are wondering, what's God's will for my life? Let me give it to you. Are you ready for this? Love God and love people with grace and truth. That is the will of God. If you will do that every moment of every day by faith, the Lord will guide your steps and you will fulfill His perfect plan for your life. If you do not love, you cannot fulfill the will of God. The will of God is that we love Him, that we love others. And as we live in Him we go forward in confident hope, even though we cannot see what is ahead. Romans eight twenty four twenty five. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. What is hope? It's believing that God is going to do what we can't see Him doing right now. So why do we love? Because He's loved us. What do we believe will happen? God's perfect will. What is God's perfect will? I don't know. But I know, I know this. If you are not loving God, and if you are not loving other people with the love that God has given to you, you will never know God's perfect will. And you have no hope. And with no hope, life is despairing, dark, hell. Listen, hope, hope is strong when love is real. When we truly love God and we truly love other people, listen, we are free. The light of Christ keeps us from stumbling. See, some of you, we are all, we, we, we struggle with sin. We struggle with these temptations. How do I overcome temptation? You want to know the secret to overcoming any and every temptation? Love God and love people. 
love and let love guide that decision. Because when you're loving and living in obedience to Him, there is no point of stumbling. Some of you are stumbling today. You're stumbling all over yourself. Some of you are about to make a step. Some of you have made a step. There are those in our faith family who have made a step and they have splashed in to uh, the pool of sin and it has splashed all over the ones they love the most. Are they lost? I don't know. What I do know is God's grace is sufficient. And if they will repent and if they will pursue the Lord and His grace... There can be redemption, reclamation, restoration. All the promises of God are there. The light of God can bring peace. And this freedom, friends, when we're free to know that, there's hope. When you know, yes, I've blown it, but God's grace is sufficient. Yes, I've caused hurt, or yes, there's been hurt caused me, but God's grace is sufficient. There's hope. You don't know what it is. You can't see it because you can't. hope isn't about what you see. It's about what you trust. And what you're trusting is that God's going to do a miracle, and that miracle gives you hope, even though you haven't seen it yet. Hope is strong when love is real. But understand, without love, write it down, a person is blinded. There's some blindness all around us, even among those who claim Him. But whoever hates his brothers in the darkness and walks in the darkness, what a horrible description. Not only does a person without the reference point of God's grace and hope not have sight because of darkness, they make decisions and walk in darkness. And so, what are the consequences? They fall. They keep bumping in to things and to people and causing pain. They hurt themselves. They hurt others. They can't see what can be. They have no vision. They have no sight. There's no idea of the power and the peace of God. They're in darkness. So what are they living by? Fear and doubt. And when fear and doubt are your driver, when fear and doubt are are the things that are moving you forward in your decision-making... You're never going to have meaning. You're never going to have comfort. You're never going to have confidence. There's no comfort there. There's no life there. There's misery. And that misery isn't contained just to you. It's, it's misery for everybody who loves you, who's close to you. The person who has no love is blinded. And they're causing pain and suffering. Without God's love, there's only darkness. Write it down, and without love, there's no hope. Not only that, verse 11, does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Remember, love is an act of faith, and when we choose to love, we are revealing our faith. And when we disobey God and the law of love, we live in darkness. And without love, there is no hope. What does darkness do? Think about it. It creates confusion. You have no orientation when it's dark. You don't know if you're starting or stopping. You don't know if you're in the middle or the end. You have no orientation. It's just dark. And you have no real vision of what can be. Why? Because it's dark. What does love do? Love brings light. That's what grace and truth does. It brings light. And with the light of Christ, there's clarity. There's vision. Clarity and vision that enables us to grow. 
to grow in the knowledge of the grace of God and the love He gives. To connect with other believers and to care for them and to be cared for by them. To share the hope that we have and to let those who are in darkness know that they are loved. Especially those who've caused us pain because of their lack of love. We can say to them, you are loved. And I love you. I love you even though you've hurt me. And they will say, but why? And your response? Because I hurt God. And I rejected Him. And I hung Him on that cross to die for my sins. And yet, He loved me still. Is that you today? Is that really your frame of reference? Are you really walking in this light? Are you really that free? Are you sailing in the wind of hope that comes from the power of the grace of God moving into your life? Is it guiding your every decision? If not, come get on your knees and say, God, forgive me. Thank you for your love. Forgive me of my sin. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to live by faith. And I'm going to choose to love you the way you've loved me. And I'm going to choose to love others the way you have loved me. And in that light, I will live. And by that light, I will have hope. Some of you who are believers, you're walking in darkness and you know it. Come get on your knees and return to the light. And for those of you who know of those who are lost in darkness, come and lift up their name to the throne of grace and ask God to do a miracle. And don't forget, it's a small thing to God to bring light to darkness. It's a small thing to God to transform a soul from death to life. It's a small thing. So freely, confidently, pour out your request to the Father and ask for His glory to be revealed as He brings redemption and wholeness to lives and families and friends and people that you know and care about. Trust Him for it. Let's stand together as we pray. Father, in this moment, we have a unique opportunity to come before Your throne of grace and ask You to do a miracle. And so, Lord, I pray that as those come today, they come in the confidence of the name of Jesus, knowing that You, Lord God, have come to rescue us. You have overcome our sin. You've overcome death. You've sent Your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that You would empower our prayer. And as we sing this song as a confession of faith, that our hearts would be encouraged and renewed. Thank You for this love. Thank You for this reference point. Thank You for this reality. God, I pray for those who need it now that they'll come and receive it. In Jesus' name, Amen.